Have you ever uh, gotten so st- like stressed about a, something that you've gotten like a physical reaction to it? Oh yeah, yeah. I I just bought a hatchet, like mm. a hatchet for chopping wood, right? And I, you know, <clears throat> like I plan to go like bike camping, right? Like in the future, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't want to haul a bunch of wood, so I want to be able to chop wood. So I got a little hatchet. It's like about a you know, it's like 11 inches long. It's a pound and a half. And I posted a picture of this little hatchet on a like a bike packing forum. Yeah. We got a bunch of outrage from people that are like, that's too much weight. What do you need that for? You just sound like a violent American. <laughs> and I was like, it's a fucking hatchet. Good Lord. chop wood. And it got, it got like the picture itself was just a picture of like the hatchet. And I got some safety goggles because I'm not stupid. Got got hundreds of likes on it, and then just all these people like, well, you, that's just too much weight. You don't need that. That's just a stu- you can do the same thing with this. You know, like those things like it, it's like a wire, but it's got like a sharp edge to it, and you just like run it back and forth. You can cut through wood and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like okay, that th- that takes hours though. Like I just want to like chop kindling, like chop. Now I have a piece of kindling. Chop. Now I have two pieces of kindling. Like that's fucking right. quick and easy. And man, I posted a week ago and. Every fucking hour, another idiot comments on it for like the last week, saying like, "Well, that you don't need that. That's ridiculous." I'm like, <laughs> "Fucking people who do bike touring in Australia not know how to fucking chop wood." I'm gonna cut your goddamn head off. So yeah, I, I know exactly how you feel right. right now because every time somebody says <clears throat> some shit about my fucking hatchet, I want to fucking use it on. <laughs> Wait, so what are we talking about today? <laughs> I don't know. You should probably intro the show, though, because I don't remember how to do it. Oh, we're recording, right? Fuck. Um... <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for two minutes. All right. Well, hang on. Wait. Uh, what, so what, what, were the, uh, what were the topics you sent me? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Hang on. Let me pull up my topics here. Uh, we're t- going to talk about Joe Biden and his dark right. money. We're going to talk about the Sam Cedar, maybe Jimmy Dore, maybe Bree... Uh, Joy Gray stuff, um, and COVID. Apparently, we we've solved COVID because uh, California's back open for business. So we're gonna talk about those things. All right, I think I'm good to go. <clears throat> All right. And anything else that uh, we want? You got some audio clips too. You got the yeah, clip yeah, from our uh, our uh, one of our favorite comedians from LA, uh, and then we've got a couple others here. All right, cool. All right. <clears throat> well, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? So I bought this hatchet the other day. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, drinking lots of water right now. Uh, we got like a like a foot of snow, half a foot of snow, oh, wow. somewhere between. I can't really tell. Um you know, because it just depends. Like, I, I went out riding in this blizzard the other night as it was supposed to, like, drop, like, a foot of snow on us. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ride my bike because it's, it's fun to do when there's, like, a little bit of snow, right? Because there's no cars on the road, right? Because right. they're all like, oh, the roads are bad, even though, like, they're not yet. Um, and it's quiet, 
it's it's like totally quiet, you know, no traffic. Uh, except that I went out when there was like a 40 mile an hour wind, uh, coming right off the lake. So like the close, you know, like a, it would, when it's really fucking windy, I always want to like go to the lake and see how big the waves are. Cause they get fucking huge. And within about a mile or two of the lake, the wind was so strong that it wasn't like a nice fluffy, fun snow. It was like mm-hmm. little bits of, of, of like frozen glass, uh, cutting your eyeballs. That's, that's <laughs> what it was like. <laughs> so like, like. Within the last mile or two uh, before I got to the lake, I'm literally just riding my bike with my head looking straight down at the ground, uh, <laughs> and you know, not not too worried because there's no, there's like literally no cars out, nobody's out, right? And I get all the way out to Lake Michigan, and uh, like I, I've seen the tide higher, I've seen like the waves come up higher, but like I've never seen the waves bigger than they were the other night, and I'm like the only one out there. I'm the only one crazy enough to be out on the lakefront. I thought, and then of course there here comes some like teenager who's just jogging, right? Just like completely unfaced by it. He's just jogging, right? <laughs> and and he's about to like the the point where I'm at is right where it kind of goes from there being like a shoreline to there suddenly being no shoreline, and there's just like the waves come all the way up to uh, like the lakefront trail and Lakeshore Drive, which is like this ten lane highway that I hate. And he right. kind of like looks at it like the waves coming up over the uh the lakefront path and he just keeps on going and i'm like dude i hope you live because <laughs> it's like, like it's just like the further the further south you go on this area like it's just the worse it gets just uh, Bodie and, going off into the fucking into the <laughs> the crest of the wave at the end of point break <laughs> that exactly, was that guy <laughs> exactly there, there was some uh some viral footage of somebody who was <clears> riding a bike uh go around this corner where the waves come all the way up almost onto Lakeshore Drive and this guy just oh, wow. like like took the corner and this wave hits him and slams him into the, the seawall and then almost like pulled his wave out into the fucking in the sea. And and this this kid who's jogging's like jogging toward that corner. Uh and you know, I lose sight of him because it's dark and it's about a quarter mile away. And I'm like, all right guy, like have fun. <laughs> So yeah, Crazy, uh, and I got you know it's it's fun to kind of ride when there's about like a half an inch of snow. It's like when it's all quiet and there's no. Yeah, it's, it's just a nice know, visual, you know. Yeah, nice like scenery. there's no cars out. You know, everything's quiet. There's a little blanket. Everything's muffled. You don't get moments like that riding a bike very often. And right. like the sound of your tire on the snow is like if you just like running your fingernails on like velvet or satin, and just that like. Sound for like you just gotta watch for the people who are stupid enough to drive when it is bad out and just slide all over the fucking place and right, right. Well, and by the time there was you know an inch, three inch, four inches, half a foot of snow, you can't ride a bike, right? So there's a very small sliver of time that you get to enjoy the streets where it's fun to ride and there's no cars and you know you're not like hobbled by by the amount of snow. (laughs) So I was like, I'm I'm doing this. I I went out like two different times that night to ride around it was great it was fun nice, and nice. it may be the only time we actually get snow uh because the planet is heating the fuck up <laughs> yeah 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 we got about four inches i think we didn't get too much um yeah so you know i um before we went on air i uh, <laughs> i'm a little out of it right now because i i was saying to you before we went on air like you ever get so you know stressed by a situation that you have like physical fucking manifestations like you're dizzy and you get a fucking headache and you get nauseous and shit yeah remember my hatchet story right right (laughs) yeah so 
like right before I went on air, I you know I got my W two for the year. I got my ten ninety five. All the shit you need to file the fucking uh, stupid taxes for the year. And so I filed, or I was starting to file my taxes online. And apparently, because I make a thousand dollars more than the threshold, I need to pay back the entirety of all of the tax credits I got. At you know, at, as um, part of being on the Obamacare exchange, you get. You know, subsidies to help you pay for their, you know, government mandated fucking premiums that you have to buy from private insurance companies. So, um, because I made a thousand dollars more because I got a raise last year, uh, they were saying that, and they are saying that I owe twenty four hundred dollars in uh, those advanced pre- uh, premium tax credits that I was given last year because my estimated income was lower than my actual income. So. You are literally, it's like the Republican caricature of what the Democrats are. You are literally disincentivized from making more money in this country. Uh, Otherwise, you have to pay full fucking 400, whatever it is, a month for health care. Like that. We live in the stupidest fucking system. You should have put that money into GameStop stocks, apparently. I did. I did. I actually just bought one. I just bought some just to see if it'll fucking make up the difference a little bit i bought some you had uh, to be on reddit like three days ago for this to work i know i know by now it's tanked by now you know what i I got in early enough on um amc the the you know the movie chain that it was still pretty low and it's actually doing pretty well i think i I put in 35 bucks i'm up seven bucks already so (laughs) we'll see what happens i know by the time we get to 15 bucks an hour minimum wage you are going to be like a thousand air Dude, oh like, no! Are fuck! You I'm ready up ten bucks. Shit? My, 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 I got a total gain $10. of ten dollars. Ten point oh three. That's not bad. Thirty five percent. Thirty five dollars. If I put in like three hundred bucks, I'd be up a hundred bucks right now. You and your shiny, shiny breadcrumbs. Um, right. I, I think we have a, a clip to play. You want to throw that in right now? Which oh, oh the of uh, of uh, Biden's um oh, oh oh no yeah so. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned um, breadcrumbs, and uh, speaking of breadcrumbs, the Biden administration, uh, they, 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 so one of the executive orders Biden signed was he was giving a $15 minimum wage to federal workers, which is something that he could do under his purview. But now the Senate, Senate Democrats and, Repu- and um, Senate and House Democrats, fuck, I see, I'm... I- this is the kind of fucking financial stress that 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 you know this country puts on people. But now, I um the, so the Senate and and House Democrats are putting together their minimum wage bill because you know Biden said on the campaign trail you know I'm going to get you fifteen dollar minimum wage. Now, never mind the fact that fifteen dollar minimum wage was barely adequate in 2012 when that <laughs> campaign started. Uh, was started by a lot of fast food workers, you know, saying we need at least $15 an hour. And by the way, that being the minimum, like, it should be considerably higher in states where cost of living is considerably higher or in cities where cost of living is considerably higher. But that, like, was the bare minimum floor in 2012. In 2021, it's not even remotely adequate. Uh, And, you know, people have done studies on this, and if... Minimum wage was tied to productivity since 1968. It would be $24 an hour right now. Um, and that's that's more in line with where we should be right now than 15 But, you know, again, it's currently seven twenty-five an hour. Um, but, no, you know what? The Senate Democrats are going to try to remedy that. They're going to try to get us up to $15 an hour. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, by 2026, it's going to be up to, seven, uh, up to $15 an hour. So... 
it's just like they can't they can't fucking ever it's just unbelievable and by and by the way it's a phase in so of course you know it just ensures that everyone's underpaid for the next 5 years um and it ensures that they have to do nothing else for the next 5 years to to further increase the minimum wage it's it's you know typical fucking it's a democrat masterclass in how to uh fuck over workers while pretending they're doing something um but yeah, so we have a clip here. Uh, this, th- this I believe, was the official announcement of the $15 an hour uh, minimum wage uh, yeah. hike. Let me see if I can cue this audio up here. Oh, hello, I'm back with more shiny crumbs for you. Well, you did it. You got your $15 an hour. It's that thing you've been asking for for 10 years, and now you finally have it five years from now. Just think, in one hour, you'll make 15 whole dollars before tax. Okay, Mr. Moneybags, look at you running around above the poverty line. God, there's so many things you can buy with $15. You can buy four-fifths of a Los Angeles restaurant hamburger before tip. Treat yourself to a couple gallons of the lowest tier gasoline. You can buy three hours of parking at the Santa Monica Pier or two hours of parking at your local hospital. Half the cost of streaming the live-action Mulan. But it's enough to stream the movie Click on Amazon Prime five times. Ha! That's a whole lot of the Sandman. If you work full-time on 15 an hour, you can afford a downtown studio apartment as long as you don't need to eat or drive. $15 will get you one bottle of cold-pressed apple cayenne juice. That's supposed to be good for you. You should try it because we're not gonna give you health insurance. So yeah, that was that was the official uh, Democratic um, announcement of the of, of this fifteen dollar an hour. It's good. Wait, it's right. good. I like uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, new transatlantic affectation on her voice. <laughs> <coughs> what, what's that comedian's name again? Uh, yeah, name? no, she's great. Uh, Kylie Brakeman at Dead Eye Brakeman on uh, Twitter. Yeah, she, she, she does a lot she, of. The, she did that with um, the stimulus checks, I think. Also, we did a did that. Yeah, clip, we played uh, it. earlier of her uh, on a previous show. Yeah, she clearly like drives a car and lives in L.A., which like I I I don't know why you would because if you've ever been to L.A., uh, you can take uh, the fucking subway or like the above ground subway or the bus literally everywhere. So like problem though is everyone you, lives super far outside of L.A. that that works in L.A. Like that's but that's, that's the way the LA fuck is, like, all the transit goes super far. Like I mean L.A. the city of L.A. is like 560 square miles and there's transit in all of it. Look, listen, so, man, I saw speed. The, the, I'm not getting on a fucking bus in L.A. I know, I know, I know better than oh to get God. on a bus in L.A. Be, Have you seen Speed fl- Two? They crashed the fucking cruise ship right into the pier. <laughs> I'm not getting on a boat never. Right, that's right. Sh- f- fucking crashing. I saw Titanic. Fuck. I know what happens when you've got a door <laughs> and you can't fit two people on a door. You freeze right. to death. Right, never opening another door in my life. There might be a fucking iceberg behind that door. It's possible. It's possible. So, yeah, you know, of course, Democrats... Oh, I just saw that Halsey's pregnant. I didn't know who Halsey was. I didn't know if Halsey was a person or a band. I was like, the whole band the... Halsey's pregnant? Is that... I no, 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 no I'm thinking of Grimes. I thought that was Elon Musk's girlfriend, but no, <laughs> that's not... Knows? Who fucking knows? Um, well, congratulations, I guess, unless to whoever whoever you are. <laughs> then, then I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... You know, of course, completely inadequate as per usual. Um, we talked last week about how these stimulus checks that were going to go out the door immediately um, 
or now maybe $1,400 checks, maybe sometime in March or April. And also... Well, it's a tax credit. It's a $1,400 tax credit if you file taxes and if you have a tax return, you can, you know, if not, if you didn't, if you're not going to get a tax return, then you don't get anything. Right, right. So when he said, when Joe Biden said 2,000 checks are going out the door, what he meant was we're throwing it out the window. It's just, you know, a little gaff there, a little gaff. It would be nice because then if I get my $1,400 credit, then I'll only owe $1,000 to the IRS. So I'll be fucking rolling in in not having money. Um, But where does he get all those shiny, shiny breadcrumbs? Right. right. So and, you know, and again, it's just fucking and and it it, it just the the wonders never cease to fucking amaze me because now he's saying he's open to negotiating the $1,400 stimulus checks. And what that means is that a bunch of economists got in his ear and were saying, um, you know, oh, well, you should lower the uh, the maximum uh, income uh, requirement. You, you know, right now you, you get nothing if you make more than 100K a year or if you made more than 100k in 2019 never mind the fact that covid wiped out almost everyone's fucking income that's a whole nother story um but now they're trying they're talking about capping it at 75,000 a year which also means that the lower threshold meaning that like you get less and less on a sliding scale up to 75k would be lowered presumably you know to meet that threshold it's just fucking the, the democrats just deeply deeply in their bones believe in austerity and means testing and this is why there is no fucking pushing this party left there's no reasoning with them there's no working with them they're fucking conservative fucking money grubbing pieces of shit who who cannot be moved on these things they can only be moved in the wrong direction so again we're gonna maybe get 14 and i fucking hope i can get it because the irs is not getting a fucking dime out of me until i get that stimulus check they could right. send collectors to come fucking you know hound me about it, but it it it's just. But it's you just got un- your you got your twelve hundred you know back in April, right? You got your right. No, that's still sitting around. So you know. Yeah, I mean you're you're just like sitting on a pile of of you know your your money bin, Uncle Scrooge, diving through <laughs> the gold coins of your right. Uh, total what is that the $1800 total that you right uh, the $1800 over yeah. the entire year's worth of but, pandemic but now you're going to be able to add all the Harriet Tubman $20 bills you want <laughs> right right until Thank they God. until they make them the $14 bills that's that's the real well if you're a black woman it's only $12 uh, <laughs> right. on every 20 so um yeah so we're going to we're going to uh we're going to do that finally Joe Biden and his executive authority uh, signing a, a, a statement and an order. Well, uh, so they had, they had passed this a while ago, and then Trump just out of spite and because he's a racist just canceled the, the the you know the the Harriet Tubman replacing you know horrendous racist and genocider Andrew Jackson on a twenty dollar bill. But like at the same time, and a lot of black activists have pointed this out. I feel like putting like a radical fucking you know anti capitalist uh, like Harriet Tubman uh, on money is kind of gross in its own way. Like like yeah, it's cool to like get rid of Andrew Jackson, but like I don't know that this is something that you know what I mean. Oh, like it's, it, it's very CIA. It's very it, it, CIA. like somebody who literally was traded for fucking money. Like putting her on money is, is really kind of gross when you think about it. I got a tweet um, here from a woman named Ashley Stevens, black woman. Uh, yeah, says, I, I don't even want Harry Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. Honestly, I think there's some sort of perversion in doing so. 
a woman who was traded as capital becoming the face of capital doesn't right. sit right with my spirit. Right. No, I, I agree. You know, so um, it's great. To get, it's great to get Andrew Jackson off of there. It's not somebody we should celebrate. But again, it's like just kind of gross in its own way. I mean, uh, anything you could do to get Andrew Jackson off. <laughs> right. Uh, it would be cool if they put like it, it, uh, you know as the name the name rocker on the um on the dollar instead of Tubman it'll just say like the general like like they fucking you know, like John Brown used to call her like that that would be mildly yeah. mildly redemptive but now it's it or you know sucks. be cool is if we we just like abolished currency and money just like got rid of it but then how are we gonna how are we you gonna know? how are we gonna fuck over hedge funds that have been trying to short well stock all of these companies here's, we get rid of money but then we do what they do in every like like uh cyberpunk dystopia and we just call money credits credits <laughs> that's there you go. basically what's gonna happen with fucking bitcoin probably exactly um exactly but no bitcoin, I, I, which apparently dissolved overnight also <laughs> Like our whole system can, is how, such a fucking clown how many, show. How fake. many you need like a hundred million bitcoins to buy a peso now? Like that's the currency <laughs> exchange. Remember when Bitcoin was trading at like three hundred and eighty something dollars a coin? Would like you know, right. like it, it was you, like you had to have like a car engine running the entire time to like keep that amount of money like, right in existence. Right, you know, the servers so like, were like, insane. Like the amount of the amount of uh, just carbon that 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 the server farms were putting into the atmosphere just to right, keep that high like, level computing going. Hey, to, to to keep all these oil stocks going, I have to burn all the oil at once. <laughs> right. Like, uh, what? Well, then but you'll then need more oil. Then, then the gone. stock will go up. It's it's a foolproof plan. <sighs> um, so we'll pyramid so, scheme, idiot. I know. The whole, the whole fucking pen, wh- Elon Musk idiot motherfucking andrew yang pieces of shit so the whole God, si- so people. the whole system of wall street's a fucking pyramid scheme you know gambling fucking scam bullshit uh system and you know it's really funny because today yesterday into today um the, the, wall street's really like flipping the fuck out and been turned on its head for a really funny reason um for people that haven't been following this whole reddit stock like uh, me i have no idea what this is right I'll, just... I'll i'll explain it as best as i understand and, and anyone uh, who's listening understand let's, that i i've been waiting for your ted talk on this right right like so understand hours, that so. neither of us are are, are are you know uh finance surgeons or anything like that but we but i'll do my best to to uh, to explain what i've gleaned from my very limited understanding of how wall street and finance work so basically Hedge funds, what hedge funds do, or one of the things they do, um, which should be criminal and illegal, is that they uh, they short stock. Uh, they, they, they 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 basically they'll they what they do is uh, they'll they you can bet on a stock whether or not a stock is going to uh, succeed or fail, which I believe is called a derivative, but don't quote me on that. Um, so you, so rather than buying a stock, you're like betting. I'm set, like I'm gonna bet, you know, fifty dollars or whatever that that Apple's gonna f- is going to fall. Like and versus it's going to ri- you know whatever it is. Um, according and, to according to Newton's third law of uh, d- thermodynamics, uh, right. apples do fall right. all the and, time. And so I think what they're doing a really really rough joke sorry (laughs) and so basically what i believe short stocking is um is basically they'll buy um uh, they'll bet on a stock to fail right like for example um amc um 
here I'm gonna read the actual uh, an actual definition of the short stock. So no, the the uh, the movie theater chain. Um, Wait, so short. Yeah, they're not this. There's okay. So the AM, AMC theaters and AMC. No, no, different company. Walking Dead and Mad Men is two different. <sighs> Confusing, so I know. Well, um, okay, so I mean, betting on a stock to fail is is. Like that's credit default swaps. That's what crashed. The that's what crashed market. the exactly. That was that's like let, let's let's push all these toxic. Uh, well, they were betting on know, loans predatory. to fail in that case, right? Right, exactly the same thing though. It's the same exactly thing. The same like thing. you you're you're pushing a product that you know will fail, and then betting that it will fail, right? So <laughs> and then okay. and then also like ensuring your own bet in case you in case it succeeds that you still get paid either way. Right. So here's what shorting a stock means. Uh, shorting a stock means opening a position by borrowing shares that you don't own and then selling them to another investor. Shorting or selling short is a bearish stock position, meaning an aggressive stock position. In other words, you might short a stock if you feel strongly that a share price was going to decline. So what hedge funds do as a business model is literally borrow these stocks that they know are going to decline and then sell them and then profit off of them by never ever ever having to actually um you know pay for them but what it's, but they're b- betting on all these companies that are you know going down the drain like GameStop AMC you know the movie theater chain uh BlackBerry like like the most ridiculous like you know uh, like on its way out companies so now what reddit did just to fucking troll these people and prove that their business model is fraud is said let's all go in on gamestop stock let's all buy gamestop stock fucking j- jack the fuck out of it basically a pump and dump but like a legal pump and dump where everyone buys a stock from from gamestop to raise the stock price and then cashes just out described what sounds like the most disgusting kink <laughs> i've ever heard of by the way right right so um so what they're doing is j- jacking up the price of gamestop and thereby raising the the return that all these like random redditors have put into their stock in gamestop it's like doubling and tripling um, and they're all making an agreement, like, all right, we'll sell it a thousand when the stock price gets up to a thousand a share or two thousand a share. Uh, there's debate whether right now whether or but not so they're, they're do that. They're they're getting a loan for the money for these bets, so they're not even betting their own money. So what happens when like somebody has to actually pay out actual money? No, where does so, it come from? No, so so that well, so that's what's happening. The reason hedge funds are losing their mind is because they're used to being able to do this based on the assumption that these uh short stocks are going to decline now when now by raising them artificially by you know all these redditors going and buying in they're forcing the hedge funds like this melvin corporation and all these other financial corporations to buy the stocks that they borrowed at this extended price meaning it's going to fucking bankrupt them all so they're literally <laughs> bankrupting all these these greedy fucking criminal motherfuckers who have been literally making money off of fucking people over for years with these oh, hedge I funds. It, I love it. It's great. When did it, Reddit get woke? When did they like figure out how to fuck you over know, the, the, with, the I mean, look, money bag motherfucking monopoly guy? With the I mean, there's a lot of shitheads and right wingers and white supremacists on Reddit, but there's, you know, everyone's on Reddit. Every, there's a subsection of everyone on Reddit. So I think there's just a group of people who's like, hey, oh, we can actually make money 
right now and also fuck over Wall Street. And if you go to, I think it's r slash Wall Street bets. It's so fucking funny, like to watch the 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 old school stock people melting down and all the Reddit kids just like laughing at them and being like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Know? Hey, um, you gotta see you gotta see the movie Tenet because like the I was on Reddit last night looking at the memes the, right. the Tenet memes on Reddit. Good shit. Losing my shit, right? Because it's it's a really it's initially like it, it's a very convoluted Christopher Nolan masterpiece. But like the more you you watch it and think about it and like watch YouTube breakdown videos, like the more it's not really a complicated movie. It's just that there's time travel, so your brain's like, wait, okay, where, what, who? Like, it would be that way no matter what right? for any time travel movie except Back to the Future. Um, but, yeah, go go watch go watch Tenet. For sure, for just, sure. Just watch it. Not, not just you, but, like, everybody. Everybody needs to go watch Tenet. And then you can go on Reddit and laugh at the, uh, uh, the uh, cargo freight uh, container temporal pincer memes. <laughs> Okay. But <laughs> but so yeah. So it'll all make sense, trust me. <laughs> so, you know, uh, th- th- these head funds are bugging out. They're already asking the government for bailouts, which is hilarious, but if the government actually does bail them out, we need to fucking burn the capital down because this is just beyond fucking so basically what redditors figured out is that they could do with all these these head funds and these stockbrokers have been doing for years in mass, you know, legally um, but the Wall Street fucking goons are not having it. NASDAQ has already threatened to halt all trading because of Reddit uh, chatter. Uh, multiple of these like financial app, like institution apps like Robinhood and Cash App and all these places where you can buy stock and trade stocks have like halt, temporarily halted trading on, on AMC, on GameStop, all these stocks that... Isn't that kind of just like when you're losing at Monopoly, you just flip the board over? Literally, exactly what they're doing. It's exactly what they're doing because companies have, for years, you know, gathered together investors and and short stock and short um, sold stocks by jacking them up, you know, pumping and dumping basically. And it's just, it's so funny. (laughs) It's just so funny to prove to to show them like what it's like basically to turn the tables on them and like this is actually what you've been doing to everybody for years um but it's hilarious to watch their meltdowns right now uh that woman's name who um she became like a billionaire overnight and people it was like something about like blood testing she had some like uh scam blood testing company oh uh elizabeth holmes yeah right right yeah theranos company yeah if you like listen to her talk like okay. it, she clearly has a fake voice that she uses <laughs> to try to sound like like a really deep uh like deep low uh register like sounds like a like a really burly lesbian right like, like there's like no this. way it's her voice like it right and and people who knew her before she became a billionaire were like that's not her real voice that that's totally right. fake and when she would get drunk, like her real voice would come out, and people would like realize she was. So basically, she, she's looking at twenty years in prison for uh, fraud, <laughs> basically. Right. But that was that was like literally one of the things that like w- was uh, she did as a child was that if she was winning at Monopoly, she would insist that everyone ha- else have to play to the end, right? But if she was losing, she would flip the board over and like storm off. And on two different occasions, ran into like a plate glass window as she tried to like you know like a sliding glass door like to your backyard or whatever, 
two different times was so angry at losing Monopoly, she ran into the fucking her face into the glass door. <laughs> I read a bunch of behavior. I was like, yeah, like I was like, this is this is like comically how I view every fucking millionaire is like her actual childhood. By the way, there's there's a great uh, documentary on uh, HBO, I think, about her and about Theranos and about the scam she pulled. By the way, Joe Biden, one of the uh, people she scammed like hardcore. He was, you know, he obviously was just attracted to her and like was willing to, but like he literally like brought her to Congress. Like he went through the whole rigmarole with her um he, he appears in the doc multiple times <laughs> but she she tricked a lot of famous and influential people into into buying her bullshit when she literally she just did, had she no did, like tom hanks some of that tom hanks money tricked him and <laughs> right well and literally like so she was like i have, i've created this 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 blood testing device that can test for all that like this revolutionary thing that she just never proved worked, and it never worked. She never invented it. Like, it just didn't do what she said it did. And, like, she tricked people right. into giving her billions of dollars. So. Which is a really shitty scam, because, like, at least with money, you can hide it. Right. Where right. You, you, you can't hide, like, a hundred different blood tests in one drop of blood. Like, eventually, someone's going to figure out that, like, you, you, you need more blood than one. Right. You know, little pinprick. Like you need a whole syringe full. That was her whole thing. Was like, oh, most people don't want to have like a whole syringe of blood taken out. Like here, we can just do a finger prick and do a hundred different tests with it. Well, it's like right. you don't have enough blood to do that. Many it's, it's just literally impossible. It. Right. 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 <laughs> so the fact she even got <laughs> off the ground with it is hilarious to I me. Know. But it's it just, but just, that's it, just Wall Street in a nutshell. I mean, it just people getting right. tricked into believing fucking hucksters and funneling billions of dollars. And this is what our entire economy fucking runs off of. You know, obviously it's not the real economy. Most people don't have stocks, but like that's what every major financial institution bases every bit of you know lending, like any anything that you need to do when you interact with any kind of financial institution is based off of this bullshit fucking casino. Right gambling uh well and they, they always had to frame it through some form of like academic philanthropy you know like the right. bill gateses mm-hmm. of the world they're like oh we have to eradicate this this one species of uh mosquito in africa because they're responsible for spreading malaria oh but also we have to euthanize black people in africa because there's too many of them and they're breeding too much like it's it's always like hey, you know let, let's right. just we gotta like tamper with the population i mean not that you know global population is not a not an issue but it's always like some rich white billionaire that wants to be the ones is like pulling the levers of yeah bill know, gates right? <laughs> the birth rate of of you know colonized nations uh bill gates by the way who fucking convinced so and i didn't even know this and this was infuriating to me so you know how astrazeneca is one of the people with a covid vax uh that's oh that's, yeah 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 i'm glad you're bringing this up that um, is, is you know, close to being uh, – I, I, it's either approved or close to being approved, basically. But I, I'm probably close because I think the only two that are approved so far are the Pfizer and Moderna ones. Um, but so I didn't realize that AstraZeneca didn't develop this vaccine themselves. This is the Oxford vaccine that Oxford uh, University developed uh, and were going to open source to everybody. And apparently Bill Gates convinced them, rather than doing that, to sell it. And they ended up selling to AstraZeneca. So AstraZeneca's vaccine... Well, 
you know, it makes good business sense because, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you know your history of penicillin, but that was a huge moneymaker when, when the patent for penicillin was sold. Right, right, of course. And the polio vaccine, too. You know, Jonas Salk famously yeah. said that, uh, yeah, no, it... it, it uh, he, he wanted he wanted a trillion dollars to uh, save the world. Right, right. And again... You know, we're, it, we're joking, obviously. Those were two uh, huge game-changing medical revolutions that were uh, not sold they were given to the public for free. Yes, because you'd have to be a fucking monster to put a profit motive on something that literally means life or death for millions yeah. of people, potentially. Yeah, a, a monster like Bill Gates. Right, right. 100%. Um, also, he's apparently buying up all of America's farmland, which is not at all nefarious, and I'm sure he's just going to use for totally normal, not evil purposes. Um yeah, it, so, you know, and COVID right now is just a fucking nightmare, and it's so funny to see that, like, ever since, ever, the second a fucking Democrat got elected, every fucking shit heel neoliberal mayor and governor was just like, oh, everything's fine, don't worry about it, like, cases are worse right now in every major city than they've been the entirety of the pandemic, yet you have people like Gavin Newsom opening oh, up God. restaurants for fucking dining, while at the same time removing frontline workers from the next round of COVID vaccines because there aren't enough fucking COVID vaccines. So um, I knew it was bad in California, but I didn't know how bad, you know, because right. like you, you don't, you know, it's it's sort of anecdotal until you look at data, right? Like right. it's it's hard to see a pandemic unless you have graphs and charts and, and you know, over time. So right now... Uh, Gavin Newsom is saying we're going to lift all the restrictions, open everything back up. California's open for business. Um, back when this first started, and California was one of the worst states, uh, I mean, they did lock down first. Um, but it was still like back in like they're at the peak in May. It was something like 150 deaths a day. Right. You know what it is right now in California? Let's what? see. As of January twenty third, four hundred ninety two deaths in oh, one day. Their seven day average is four hundred eighty nine deaths. This is just the last week. I I posted this January twenty sixth. I mean, they had seven hundred twenty two yeah. deaths yesterday. in California. In California, this alone. is this is. I mean, the the spike right now in California looks like the entire curve of like carbon emissions after the industrial revolution. Right. And, and like for the thousand years prior of it being the flat line, uh, that's what it looks like right now. I tweeted this out and we've always joked like Gavin Newsom looks like a, like a Batman villain. Right. Like he just <laughs> looks like that. He really and like does. he's going, he's going full Batman villain and people, I tweeted this out and people were like, actually more, he's more like Thanos. I'm like, no, he's not because he doesn't look like Thanos. And Thanos <laughs> had, a, had a fucking point and Batman villains don't have a point. Like they're just, evil for comically no evil right right which is like clearly you know and then they'd be like oh well actually gavin newsom was being sued by 50 different restaurant associations and it's like and right who who do they think they do they want to get sued themselves for being spreaders of a fucking viral pandemic well, I mean, and, and of course, you know, the, the, it's been the number one goal of Congress to pass uh, complete liability protection for employers from fucking, uh, you know, being able being able to sue them when they force you to fucking work during a deadly pandemic. It, it's just, again, you know, 
we're in a situation where like Joe Biden before he got into office was like, you know, talking about solutions and they were all of course inadequate. But I mean, ever since he's gotten in office, the talk of 2k checks completely disappeared. None of the handpicked press corps fucking ever ask a question about this at the press conferences. Um, fucking, you know, and, and, and it's, and again, he said the other day, like, there's nothing we can do to stop their traje- trajectory of the next, you know, a hundred days of, of, of COVID like the next de- the next hundred days uh, of deaths for COVID. Like, are you fucking kidding me? There's nothing you can do. You're the fucking president. You could literally fucking, you know, command Congress, pass legislation that pays people $2,000 a month for the duration of this pandemic. Oh, we, we can't, though, because Mitch McConnell, didn't you right, know? Right, right, right. Democrat- he, he controls the Senate now that he's the Senate minority leader. Right, no, the he Democrats still- only control the House, Senate, and the White House. There's literally nothing they can do right now to, to, to help with this situation. Literally. It's it's like that scene from, from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, you know, who runs Bartertown. It's it's the little midget down in the pig shit basement who apparently is control of everything, right? No matter what, uh, and if you try to kill him, you can't because he he'll cry and you'll feel bad that you. Um, yeah, so I was watching. Uh, I actually we have a, a clip of our new White House uh, press secretary that we were going to run here, and before we run this, just like in in, in fairness, I wanted to watch a whole white house press briefing uh trump famously did as few of them as possible in fact trump broke the record i mean trump doesn't go out and do the white house press briefing that's what you know the, the 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 white house press secretary does they're the one that has to go out there and lie and not answer questions right right uh but 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 trump's uh in his administration famously went 35 whole days without doing one of these right uh and and to their credit the Biden administration has done like an hour-long one a day every day since he's taken office at least the weekdays right where uh, she largely doesn't answer do, any tough questions but it's not her fault i mean she, it's, it's well know. so so yes and no like there are some questions and and, and to their credit like an hour-long press briefing when you've got 60 uh you know people in the white house press corps and each of them are getting to ask multiple questions. Like that's that's, I think, doing a good job of of taking all the questions. No, you sure, really can. Sure, but you know, usually it's like they just get like an absolute fucking Google, regardless of whoever the administration is, to be the White House press secretary. And I don't have her name up. Uh, Jen Psaki, Psaki, P S A K I. I don't know how you pronounce. Formerly that, yeah. was a. Uh, was the press secretary for the Department of State, so she's uh, cut her teeth on, um, you know, protecting power. But uh, to her credit, she did a lot of things that that I didn't expect a, pre- a White House press secretary to do. Um, and most of the time, she didn't have a strong answer. Uh, she would refer that report's question to whatever other government agency could answer better, which is professionally responsible. Like, if you don't know the best answer... Say, look, I would, I would say that question should go to this agency. Like, they will answer this question better than I can. Because you can't possibly have a perfect answer for everything. Right. Right. Like, in a lot of cases, she would, uh, instead of trying to, like, bullshit, she would just read, like, a prepared statement, you know, and, and somewhat awkwardly. Right. Um, and a lot of times, actually showed some, some real empathy, which 
like if I was a professional PR person, I would train that out of her, right? Like, because the thing you don't want to do is show real concern. And in fact, at one point, they asked her about like, well, what's Biden's policy on Venezuela going to be? And she read this prepared statement that was basically like if you, if you, you know, read it at face value, it would seem like we're going to be tough on Venezuela. But if you kind of like read between the lines, it sounded like a very hands-off approach. Mm. Right. But she's, you could tell that she still didn't feel really comfortable with what it did say on its face value. And like the volume of her voice went way down when she read it. Like she didn't read it confidently, almost as though like she personally didn't agree with how strident the wording was. Right. On the so, surface, right? Right. Um, but we did want to play a clip because somebody noticed that there was a, a, a certain term, a uh, corporate jargon term that she defaulted to right. a few too many times. Uh, I don't know if you have that ready. I do, us. yeah. Well, play. I can, I'll circle back if there's more I can share with you. But I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back with I'm, I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. Uh, I will have to circle back on that one that's an excellent question oh such an important question uh we will circle back with you and we'll, we'll circle back with you it's an interesting question but uh we'll, ha- we'll circle back i'm happy to circle back but i'll have to circle back with you on it. it's a good question but we'll circle back with you on this today we will certainly circle back with you more directly uh, i hate to disappoint you but i will have to circle back with you on that as well <laughs> so i mean like she doesn't oh. seem like a bad person like she probably at the end of the day and this is the same thing even like bernie ran to when he was advocating for biden on the campaign trail you're still representing a fucking ghoul like joe biden so you know regardless of how much you care about something or how good you may be on an issue you're still representing a fucking conservative fucking segregationist piece of shit like joe biden so you know you're really at the mercy of whatever And Anthony Blinken, who just got confirmed as Secretary of State, by the way, who's a fucking maniac, rabid fucking uh, Israel, you know, uh, supporter and hates the fucking Palestinians, can't stand the Venezuela. Like, he's going to do everything that that Mike Pompeo did, basically, but in a nice way. Like, that's that's literally the Secretary of State we have right now. He'll write his emails uh, at, like, a a seventh-grade reading level instead of a fifth-grade reading level. (laughs) So, circle back is one of those, like, corporate jargon terms that drives people crazy. Because it's it's just like, what does that even fucking mean? Well, what she means is that, like, she can't answer I don't have the answer. I gotta ask, yeah. So, what she's saying, you know, in fairness to her, is that her office will respond to that reporter in writing later that day. Or, right. you know, within, like, the next few hours or so. So it's not saying we're not going to answer. It's saying that, like, we're going to have to, like, you know, uh, to address your question properly, we're going to have to, like, look into that a little bit more and then give you something that's a little bit more prepared and thought about than I can just, you know, come up with off the top of my head. Um, but, but one of the other corporate jargon terms that I fucking hate, because th- there was a great thread on uh, Twitter, I saw a few months ago, and it was like, "Hey, people that work in in corporate offices, like, what's what's your like most hated, uh, you know, shitty corporate slogan?" And like, circle back was like at the top of the list. Another one was like capacity. You <laughs> oh, know, like yeah. people say, like, "Hey, do you have the capacity to take Bro, on this extra project?" It's like, or talking Bro, about like getting granular on a on a topic or on a subject. That's another yeah, one. Like, I don't hate. ask me if I have the capacity to do it. Just ask me if I want to do it. Or if I can do it. Or if I have the time to do it. Don't ask me if I have the capacity. That's some gaslighty bullshit. Like, oh, if you don't have the capacity, I can ask somebody else. It's like, no, 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 no. 
just ask me if you want me to fucking do it or not. Right. It's uh, brutal. I fucking hate all of that corporate jargon. And and again, you know, I'm sure she's not a bad person. But at the end of the day, there's still no left media invited by the Democratic president's administration to go attend these press briefings. And it's fucking bullshit. Like, you know, that. I mean, and again, I, I say that, but the, the most left they'd be willing to let go there is like fucking TYT or like sam cedar some fucking well, clown I mean, there, like that there's some international media that i would say is you know oh no would, 100%, like, almost but... any any media outside the u.s is going to be considered leftist media by our standards but um you know i don't know if there was someone from like al jazeera i would i would assume there's somebody from al jazeera in the white house press corps god i don't is there uh, anyone from the intercept i mean i know they've been gone downhill but it, but has there ever been people from the intercept allowed into no nah, the they're probably too they're probably too small um for that like you gotta have like be a big organization to get but, in the White but, but that's court. yeah i mean and that's kind of bullshit like it's a big fucking room they could they could hold it in any size room they want they could well, put they it in a bigger room like they could do it by skype and zoom too, right because right now they Which don't they even have all the do. white house press corps in the room because they can't even sit that many people because it's a little right you know they they built the white house you know press briefing room back in like the night like before they had tv and radio right right so there's just newspapers <laughs> right so, uh, yeah. yeah, but but I mean, and again, yeah, it, you know, and that's something that we probably would have gotten under President Bernie is an expansion of independent media allowed into these press briefings. But uh, we're not going to get that anytime soon <laughs> with anyone. I'll anyone... take another question from the uh, young lady from Vice News again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah. So, so yeah. Chairman Sanders, tell us about your f- your favorite edible <laughs> well, I'm glad you've asked that question. You know, that's all he fucking. No, he would he would have made Bree his press secretary, which would have been pretty fucking awesome, honestly. Um, yeah, she's been fucking slaying people that I don't like online uh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, a lot, um, especially fucking Sam Cedar. Um, oh, I, I've hated that guy for so he's long, a... and he he's been he's been a, a like. A, a gaslighty centrist that people have claimed is quote progressive for way too long. Uh, he got his start on air America, you know, and back then like people were like, Oh, we got a, a liberal radio channel. And like what came out of it, Rachel Maddow and uh, fucking what's his name from SNL that got, uh, became a center. Al Franken. Uh, Franken. Mark yeah, Maron had a um, show on there. Who's not Mark bad, but Maron. he doesn't do politics anymore. You know, oh, yeah. I, I mix up Mark Maron and Sam Cedar all the time. Well, they both cause... had. No, they both had shows on there, yeah. Hey, you know, they're, they they look the same. They're both Jewish, so they're kind of... You know, <laughs> Alliterative names. They actually hate each other. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, I, 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 I hope they do. If I was one of those two guys, I would hate the other just because I'd be like, why do you look like me? Fuck you. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think Mark Maron grew grew his little fucking his his like douchey stash beard thing to to, to differentiate <laughs> himself. I will um, say though that uh, the the Mark Maron Louis C K episode of, of of Louis was fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. he like Louis Louis is like oh I have I did this thing like ten years ago that I I really feel so terrible about that I did to you and I want to apologize. And he's like, no, let me stop you. He's like, no, 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 just let me, let me, just let me apologize. He's like, Louis, just, just fucking stop. He's like, no, 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 And he finally goes through this like huge, you know, five minute long apology, and he goes, Louis, you came here and said the exact same thing five years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Which, which I almost guarantee, that like, they was... built that sketch out of, like, a real thing that happened oh, between for, the two no, they did. There's actually a really good, and again, you know, obviously, Louis C.K. is a much more complicated figure now, but they, there's a really good episode of, of Marin's podcast, because they used to be, like, best friends, and um, yeah. Marin, like, you know, he, he's had his, his issues with, with substance abuse and with fucking, like, anger management and depression, and he kind of like basically cut him out of his life, and they had a really like really intense kind of like uh, r- like reconciliation on their podcast. It, it was it was it's a good it's a really fascinating uh, episode, and it's also a fascinating kind of look into Louis C.K.'s psyche and why he has such weird fucking sexual compulsion. Like he he talked about this way before any of that stuff about him came out. Like it, it, it not in that specific sense, but like. It's just a very interesting listen if you're if you're like into, you know, hearing about people's mental health and like if you want to listen weird, to weird like fuck ups and who, stuff. Who is a chronic masturbator and <laughs> likes to right. force women to watch him and masturbate when they don't really want to. Right, right, and like right. kind of gets consent from them, but he's like their boss, so they kind of get yeah. Right. If you really want to delve into that that kind of behavior, right. then that, but I like Marin's podcast. But, you know, I I don't really listen regularly, <laughs> but if there's some real interesting guest i'll check well, it out b- back to the guy that we're shit talking sam cedar yeah this uh, motherfucker. He, he's sam cedar has hated jimmy Dore forever uh and you know jimmy Dore keeps trending for what have arguably been good takes up until like the last one he had which everyone was like no dude like that's just yeah, that a terrible take when the, yeah, and, and, and i was waiting yeah. for that to happen i was waiting for that because i because i very often disagree with jimmy Dore. Mm-hmm. Same, and I very same. often do agree with him, right? And people are like, oh, you're all the GB Door fan. Like, no one, no one's a fan of him. Like nobody is like a disciple of that guy, right? right. Like, well, there, there, there are, but we're we're certainly not among that. You I've know. never seen one. I've never seen one that's just like I agree with everything Jimmy Door says, right? Which, which you know, most people in media have just complete sycophants, like people that are right. just obsessed with Oprah. That like no matter what word comes out of Oprah's mouth, right. they agree with, the with people that just don't think critically at all. But like that's you know right. the opposite of the kind of thinking that I would I would say that he and and, and nobody watches Jimmy Dore because they're just like I don't know what to think until Jimmy Dore says so. No, they mm-hmm. watch Jimmy Dore because it's like hey sometimes he's really fucking right and he like blows his top about shit. Right. And other times he's totally fucking wrong. Right. And that's okay to be totally fucking wrong. And like, oh, but he's got a platform. It's like, well, so does everybody because we're all online, right? So, like, he just has more than some other people. Hey. And he's got a lot M- less than other people. Right. MSNBC has a platform. They use it to push fucking pro-war, pro-bank, uh, horrendous fucking pro-establishment propaganda 24-7. So, right. like, if somebody has a platform and is using it 50% of the time to promote really good things, then fucking great. That's that's 50% more than we get from any mainstream media right. outlet, you know, Yeah, I, I, I want to see everyone who's outraged that Jimmy Dore has a bad take once in a while. I want to see, like, where is your outrage every time Bill Maher has Oof. Islamophobic, genocidal, racist Sam Harris on his show? to talk about why we need to start another war against Islam. Um, so Sam Cedar decided that like, he's got to get in on this whole like Jimmy Dore trending thing. Right. And, and to talk about why force the vote uh, for Medicare for all, which was arguably Jimmy Dore's idea. He popularized that idea and it was a good idea. Uh, so much so that like nobody could argue it wasn't. So they had to obfuscate and say with it, well, but it's it can't be a good idea if Jimmy Dore is yelling about it because he's yelling. Right. 
right? right. <laughs> Which was Sam Cedra's entire argument against it. Uh, and then he went on uh, uh, Bree Joy Gray's podcast. And, you know, like, he, he's just, he's got, like, a smugness to him that just, like, I don't know if he knows that he's <clears throat> just seething arrogance right. with his level of smugness, but I, I cannot stand his delivery and his, his thoughts and ideas. And he finally had to admit at, at one point on this podcast, I haven't watched the whole thing, I've watched clips, but he finally had to admit that, you know, his his entire understanding of why Forrest the Vote why he thought it was bad came down to not understanding how the actual procedural voting for the speakership took place. Right. It was still, it was based on this Jank Unger lie that, well, if, if, if even one Democrat doesn't vote for Pelosi, then the Republicans will get the speakership, which wasn't true. Right. And it was explained to them over and over. Yeah, and we explained on the show when we talked about force of vote and how that's bullshit and how that would only work if people abstained from voting, meaning they were voted present but didn't actually vote for somebody, thereby allowing their number to count into the total of voters but not voting for Pelosi. Now, if they voted for somebody else or didn't vote, then nobody would get to the majority. It's just not – there's no way it could have happened unless Democrats literally actively worked to get Kevin McCarthy elected. Like that's – you know, by voting for him or by right. voting president. And, and none of this <clears throat> was to say, you know, we're not going to support Pelosi eventually, but we want something for it. That's what forced the vote was. But even that was a bridge too far for Sam Cedar, who – like he loves her he loves nancy pelosi and we have a clip from 2017 where he says as much if you can pull that right up here right and i'll preface this by saying that he recently claimed that he fully understands the problems with pelosi he just doesn't improve doesn't agree with the strategy so let's see what sam cedar thinks about what sam cedar thinks about nancy pelosi <laughs> nancy pelosi is not the single pair so you would have just as much pride for single for Nancy Pelosi being against insuring more Americans than you would any Republican. No, 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 Nancy. First of all, Nancy. She's uh, an impediment to progress when it comes to health care. You know it. No, she's not right now. The, the she's not the, because okay. she is not in power. She's the leader of the party in the. In the she is she is the leader of the House caucus. She is a great leader. I would not support, frankly, uh, a challenge to her, at, particularly wow. in this era. Wow. She would have sat down. She would have left. At, at Look at all won. the seats that have been lost under her watch. If she was the manager of a baseball team, Dude, she'd be out of there. No, you're you you're thinking of the general manager. <laughs> the manager plays with the team that they have on the field. The general manager makes the trades. And, and finds the prospects. Yeah, no, you'd still That's be out That's what you don't understand about that what her role is. That's what her, her role is. You're, you're making a category error there. So, number one, he's a totally category wrong. category error. Right. Number one, he's totally wrong. Because if you're a manager of a team and you manage shittily, regardless of the team that you have put together, you get fired. You will, you'll get fired. You get fired. Yeah. This is this is like Ryan Grimm trying to argue with Justin Jackson about fucking strategy in a football game and being totally this wrong. Is, this is why fucking sports nerds don't belong in politics because you can understand sports and you can understand politics, but you can't understand both of them. 
Unless you're on this podcast. I was going to say, don't I claim to understand sports, so. <laughs> I, I have a decent understanding of both. Anthony, you might be the only one. You might be the only one that, that fucking gets no, me, sports me and, and uh, me and Dave, and, uh, I almost said Dave Rubin, um, Dave Zirin. <laughs> Dave Zirin, yeah. Amazing socialist sports writer. I've been a big right. fan of Dave Zirin for a long time. He's I've good. read his books. Um, he, he did a, um, a book uh, called What's My Name Fool? Um, that's about like the socialist history of sports that you never get to hear about, you know, because ESPN is a surprise, a capitalist news network. Right. Talked a lot um, about Muhammad Ali and like his, you know, his yeah, out against Vietnam yeah. and, and about, you and, know. and just like he wrote this in like 2003. So like, right. right after the Iraq war started, um, the idea of, you know, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, uh, this was, this is way before that. Way right. before that, you know, and, and and even still, he was profiling, uh, you know, young women who were turning their back on the flag during the Pledge of Allegiance at a basketball game, you know, on the teams because they were protesting that. the war, right. you know, and, and just like the outrage of it. But, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, social media that was still, you know, a couple of years later. So, like, it, it didn't get that much attention at the time. That still, takes he, some he fucking was, balls, too, right during the Iraq war. Like, the, with, with how rabid the fucking oh, patriotic yeah. sentiment was. Like, the, the, those they could have been killed by fucking lunatics in this country during that time. And I'm yeah, sure they you're got... You're talking about teenage, teenage girls that play basketball uh, <laughs> right. turning their back on the flag. Not, taking a knee, you're still looking at the flag. But turning your back on the flag, right. that's like, ooh, yeah. ooh. <laughs> right. I'm sure they got and Dixie, they're not Dixie famous. chicks out of existence. I'm sure, but, <laughs> right. but you know, fucking good for them for for having uh, the chicksie dicks. God bless them. Um, um, but no, so yeah, so number one, his sports analogy is totally wrong as per usual. And, and for people that didn't see the Ryan Grimm thing, it was fucking hilarious because he literally was arguing force the vote with with Justin Jackson, who is an NFL running back on the San Diego Chargers, and he tried to use some sports metaphor. And it basically was like, well, wouldn't you rather have something than nothing? And what it amounted to was him basically saying, well, if you're down by 14 points in the fourth quarter, wouldn't you rather kick a field goal than, than try to make a first down and not score? And Justin Jackson's like, no, because you won't have time to get the ball back and score. Like, it, it was the stupidest analogy that anyone with a modicum of understanding about football would be like, no, you fucking idiot. No, you have to gamble and go for it because if you – don't score a touchdown, you're not going to have enough time to score a second touchdown and tie the game. You will have kicked a field goal and given possession back to your opponents. Kind of like this country does not have fucking time to wait on climate change or on healthcare or on any of those things. So his analogy was right for the wrong reasons. Right. <laughs> you made Look, a category I'm a, I'm error. I'm a five-foot-eight white guy. I'm a five-foot-eight white guy, but like I got some tips for Michael Jordan about how to do a slam dunk. <laughs> Right. So yeah, crack my knuckles and uh, take a seat. (laughs) So Sam Seer, total fucking Pelosi bootlicker. Actually, acts like he wasn't. I don't understand why so many people who I have modicum of respect for on the left, like and not not famous people, but like just people on Twitter, like who like hold him up as some kind of like voice of the left when he clearly has never been a fucking voice because he doesn't like Jimmy Dore. Right, right. And it's and it's always popular to shit on Jimmy Dore. Uh, right. whether he has a good take or a bad take, it's just, oh, it's Jimmy Dore. Right. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, he knows that all he has to do is complain about, you know, being yelled at by Jimmy Dore to distract from the fact that we need Medicare for all and force the vote was a good idea. Right. You know, and, and Bree Joy Gray said as much. And then, of course, Sam came out and was like, well, I... You know, I was, I was shouted at by a black by her woman too. <laughs> yeah, 
He'd yeah. say black and people, women, yeah. People were like, Brie Joy Gray has the... She has the temperament and persona of a fucking Disney princess. Right. If you're put off by the way that she talks to you, Sam Cedar, fuck you. Right. Maybe you shouldn't be in politics. This is like what we say to OC about, like, you know, if you can't take people cursing at you, you shouldn't be in politics. If you can't take people, like, slightly raising their voice when you're coming between them and their health care right. through your shitty opinions, yeah, maybe you saying, shouldn't be in politics. Yeah, someone saying fuck you on Twitter is not violence. Now, when they show up to, you know, smash the windows of the Capitol and come in and try to hunt you down with guns and zip ties. Right. Like, yes, that is violence. Right. <laughs> you should be concerned about that. But somebody saying fuck you on uh, social media is not. Right. Uh, nor on a podcast. So, yeah, so fuck, go fuck yourself, Sam Cedar. I mean, and, and just really, if you if you listen to him, and I'm not saying like you're bad, but like, guys, like he's not like, what are you doing? Like he's not looking out for your best interests. He, he's he's trying... the reason why I don't like doing like a solo episode. Like I've done it before, but I had to edit a lot of it to mm-hmm. make it succinct because he'll just like talk, and then when he's out of thoughts, so he'll just dull. stop talking. He's so dull. And then you'll have you'll have like five, ten, fifteen seconds of dead air where he's just like collecting his thoughts. It's like okay, but if you're going to do that format, have somebody else there who can talk while you're not talking. You know, Marin. I was gonna say Marin just, does that, but he's just he's better at it. Like he, because well, also because he'll yeah. just stream of consciousness ramble about whatever he's thinking about, so he won't pause right. as much. But uh, yeah, that's like an art. That means like if you can't do that, then you're not a good radio broadcaster. You're right. not a good broadcaster. You shouldn't be doing a you shouldn't be doing a daily solo show like that, right? You know, or or at least do what Jimmy Dore does, which is have like two other people off camera who get to talk occasionally, who can jump in when you run out of words, <laughs> right, right, which <laughs> and happens. then shut the fuck up when you start to rant, you know, right, which happens all the time. I, I you know, right. I get that, but but then don't host a solo just solo show. Okay, it's a very <clears throat> yeah. specific skill. Yeah, so you know, uh, I, I think we we pretty much hit on everything. Uh, did you want to uh, mention anything else for? Uh, <laughs> I haven't even looked at my notes, so I'm I'm sure there's like one other. Oh, we didn't even talk about Joe Biden's dark money, but this was just a brief little blurb here that, uh, right? Somebody the the numbers came in apparently finally. Well, um, you know, the, and, the quarterly uh, did, like filing they had to do legally, I think, came through. Right. right. Uh, so Joe Biden took in a record 145 million dollars in dark money. Oh. Which dark money could be from totally anyone in the world. Right. Anyone in the world. Like, it, people talk, like, why don't you like the Clinton Foundation or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Because they can funnel money. Because they can launder money. Because somebody from a foreign government or a foreign company can donate a ton of money to a foundation in the United States. Like Israel and or that the foundation can Right. And then that foundation can donate to a political campaign. And there's no paper trail. There's, there's, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, and, you know, and, and the funny thing is, like, if you do actually look at, like, when these donations happen, you will actually see, like, some of these things happen only hours apart, and the dollar amounts are almost identical. <laughs> right, right. They even try to hide it, because then, it's fucking legal. Right. They make it, they made it legal to and, totally And this, this happens, that happens at all levels of government. Like, I used to look at, like, uh, Secretary of State websites where you could, do, like, just do a search for, like, you know, uh, what donations were done. Uh, in the week prior to a specific vote, you know, right. by like a state legislature. And you could see like, oh, right before all these Democrats voted to, uh, you know, turn all this federal forest land over to state forest control, 
where it can be clear cut and not replanted, all of the Democrats got a donation from the timber industry. Hmm. Funny how that works. Weird. <laughs> you know? And right. it's like they just they just assume that like no journalist is gonna look at that shit. And most of the time they don't. Even when you have the data there, most journalists don't look at it. Right. Right. Yeah. And of course he'll face no accountability. He won't be asked a question about this. Uh, his press secretary won't be asked a question about this. Um, and if she did, I'm sure she would tell them that she yeah. needs to circle back to it. But Exactly. And that's why I'm glad I watched that entire hour-long press briefing, because I wanted to know you know, what kind of person she was and what kind of questions she's going to ask. And they did ask some tougher questions, mostly related to COVID, though. Right. Uh, and a lot of her answers were like, look, we're, we're only six days in. We're just trying to assess things still. I don't have answers for you yet, which to some of that I think is fair. Right. Sure, but, you know, they said they said like, OK, look, so your prediction is in the next hundred days, you're only going to have 100 million COVID vaccines, which is only 50 million people because you got to get vaccinated right. twice. And now they're saying, well, we can expand that to 150. Like that's still not even a quarter of the entire U.S. population by the end of August. Well, did you see also when a reporter asked Biden about because they they finally caught him alone at like a and of course you know his administration is hiding him like a fucking uh, like Osama oh, yeah. bin Laden like he's you know um, but but he was they did like a signing ceremony for an executive order like you know they do and they had press there and one like guy was yelling to him as he was trying to leave like hey so you you said you you're gonna vaccinate a, you're gonna have a hundred million vaccinations in the first hundred days but that's on pace for what we're doing currently so how is that you ramping up vaccinations and he was like what come on man give me a break and then he laughed and he fucking left like it's just typical joe biden fucking like just yeah and but this is what they're I, gonna is do 100 million a little or a lot i don't know i'm too old to know what the u.s population 100 million that's how many people communism killed in the span of five years <laughs> when the population of soviet union was only 120 million right so apparently yeah yeah uh i was watching democracy now last night it was just a little a little little snapshot of how bad things are but uh in december so just last month in december 2020 um net job loss for women was 140,000 wow so you know some some women gain a job some women lose a job but the net job loss for women was 140,000 just in the month of december in the US at the same time net job growth for men was 16,000 so just to give you an idea, uh, you know, who's losing their jobs right. due to COVID, it's like 10 to 1 women right now because women predominantly occupy jobs in the service industry, which is being hit hardest, which, again, you know, th this, this push and pull between safety versus keeping restaurants open and cafes open, pay people to stay home. Yeah, it's a false choice. You don't need to make it. You just, you just, you just exactly. are such a fucking slave to capital and not allowing people to understand that there's a better way to do a, a fucking system of, of governance that you just refuse to ever even give in to any kind of a socialistic program, right. like paying people to fucking stay home during a pandemic that you exacerbated by not fucking doing the right thing in the first place. Like in these, these motherfucking restaurant associations that are suing, you know, governors to, to reopen. Like, what is your biggest operating cost? It's fucking payroll. So instead of spending your money suing to reopen for business, uh, couldn't you spend that money other ways, like hiring a lobbyist to fight for 
making sure that your employees are being paid $2,000 a month to not work. Right. Right. Of course. But no, they don't want to do that because most of these organizations are run by these big companies that churn through employees anyway and, you know, could give a shit if they fucking kill a couple of servers. These restaurant associations are are all opened up by massive, massive conglomerate. Right. Applebee's and Chili, like all these companies, like contributing to these fucking. And, 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 they try to pretend like they're the voice of small business and they right, fucking right. hate small business <laughs> to the core. Fuck, man. I just said so. so... I, yeah, I think that's all I got for this week. Um, probably a few other... Maybe I got some other tweets here. I haven't really looked. So fuck it. Yeah, well, we my, 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 my AMC stock <laughs> is up uh, to $47 from the 35 I invested. So I'm, uh, I'm on my way to paying that $2,400 uh, tax bill from the IRS. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. So, uh, <laughs> Lauren Bobert, uh, oh, who's the, the QAnon lunatic, um, somebody posted a picture of, like, eight of her different fucking, like, what, what state is she from? Colorado? That's right, uh, yeah, Colorado. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Her fucking wardrobe that just, it, it like, looks like it. she's stuck in the year 2002. Um, and somebody somebody tweeted this out. What would you call Lauren uh, Bobert's fashion style. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> quote tweeted it. Uh, Forever twenty one after thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. Oh man, fuck. Well, yeah. I think that pretty much does it for us this week. But uh, you know, just another exciting, uplifting uh, week in the United States of America, greatest country in the world. Uh, <laughs> where we're fucking killing uh what 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 is it i think we're we're almost up to a half a million people uh from covid we're half a million right yeah right yeah well i mean and thank god too because if we had gotten on the ball and shut things down uh right away uh the way that china did like ooh, that that's pretty fucking suspects right the way that they uh you know acted responsibly and saved the lives of their people um somebody (laughs) This, somebody like collected some headlines of uh, this is um, somebody tweeted this out. It's been one year since the lockdowns in Wuhan began, Wuhan, China, and one year since the U.S. media was trying to convince you it was bad because China was doing it. So just to read a couple of these headlines, Washington Post analysis, China's coronavirus lockdown brought to you by authoritarianism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, the Atlantic. The Atlantic. Amid concerns about the new respiratory virus, some 35 million people in China are not allowed to leave their communities. Is this ethical? <laughs> <laughs> and then from Slate, China has effectively quarantined 35 million people. That's alarming. <laughs> like 35 million is like not even like what one percent of their population. Right. Right. <laughs> and like we can't. We can't even like. You know, say, hey, don't go to Applebee's because <laughs> right. that would be tyranny. That's that my would be freedom. Tyranny, and people would fucking survive. And uh, surviving and taking care of society, uh, albeit amidst a minor inconvenience, is not the American way. That's true. Well, I actually I have some quick positive news, though, to close out because Cuba actually announced that they have developed their own COVID vaccine, uh, successfully developed their own COVID vaccine. Uh, did Russia help them though? I, they must have, and I bet you they're lying too. You know, because because you can't trust them. But they, um, yeah, and they they aim to vaccinate their entire population by the end of this year, which is incredible given how much we've fucking financially crushed them with sanctions. Um, but it's just really funny how 
the the anti-socialist bias in world news and in, in just media in general. I, so I, I I was searching for a story on that because I wanted to mention it. I came across this this article in Euro News. Just listen to the way they phrased these first couple sentences and think about if America it was in the same situation and they were trying to and and the story was written about them. Um, Cuba is aiming to vaccinate its population this year with its own vaccine, which would be the first developed in Latin America. The country claims it can make 100 million doses of Soberana 2, its most advanced vaccine candidate in 2021. Uh, if all goes well, and this is a quote, uh, if all goes well this year, the entire Cuban population will be vaccinated, says Dr. Vincente Varez, director of the Finlay Vaxla, uh, Vaccination Institute. <laughs> this is a great line. Cuba has gotten off relatively light compared to many of its neighbors so far in the pandemic, with 19,122 cases and 180 deaths confirmed by the government. They've gotten off relatively light, you know, totally just nothing, nothing to do with the fact that they, that they've locked down and they've, they've given people resources, even though they have no fucking like, resources. How do they get away with not having millions of deaths despite all of our sanctions? Well, they've like, gotten off light. They, it was just, they, it's just a luck of the draw, man. I don't know like what to tell you. They slipped through our fingers. Like they're supposed to suffer. How did they not suffer more? But I just um, love how the, the the framing as if yeah. somehow that wasn't like proactive steps to mitigate it rather than just, you know. Right. blind luck right. like just well remember last year they were sending their doctors all over the world uh on sort of a you know uh whirlwind press tour type thing oh, we do that too right um <laughs> and people they were like posing with uh, like these doctors these cuban doctors traveling the world were doing photo ops posing with a frame picture of fidel castro and the people were like oh my god that's that's just horrifying and like somebody put that side by side with a picture of american soldiers invading other countries with pictures of of the of our u.s president <laughs> right. uh, bush it, it's like so we're invading countries and killing people posing for photo ops with a, a war criminal they're going around healing sick people with a picture of a socialist president. right Right, right, right. So the, yeah, that, and, and you know, again, there. And I said it before on the show. Their their medical system is a pri- is is a point of pride as, as a nation for that country because they they believe so deeply in actually providing healthcare for everybody in in the world. I mean, they believe it as as a principle. Um, whereas we, you know, it's, they export it's a national it. identity, right? And that's that's so hard for us to understand because our national identity is in conquest right. and violence. Right, we right. export and, violence. And, you know, they export, you know, and, and health. We're, we're terrified, and we're threatened by the idea of a country where their national identity is based in literacy and education and healthcare. It's abhorrent to us, right? As a as a colonial imperialist settler nation. Well, I'm sure Anthony Blinken will take care of that uh, right quick. So, yeah. On that, I note. saw Puerto Rico was was uh, trending uh, this morning. And there was just all these people, all white, of course, who were saying like, oh, we've got enough votes to to make uh, Washington, D.C. a state and Puerto Rico a state. And it's like, are you Puerto Rican? No, yeah, then right. shut the fuck up. Right. Because right. Puerto Rico has voted against becoming a state on their own over and over and over. Right. Right. Like they if you were if you were a, a territory of, or a colonized island of America and you saw how america treats its own states like you wouldn't want to be a fucking state right right we've already we've already done nothing to help puerto rico right right so i mean if anything puerto rico should vote to become a fucking state of cuba (laughs) because then they'd actually get something for it (laughs) right right 
I know. It's such a shame. Poor, it's such a fucking beautiful country, too. It's just like to see it. it is. Just I want to go back there by... soon. <clears throat> right. And to see it ravaged by Wall Street, especially after the hurricane. Like, it's just fucking goddamn. Well, you know, that's what we do. But <laughs> on that note, um, yeah. So if you want to support the show, uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots patreon is patreon.com slash move left we have merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod uh i the show has a twitter account at move left pod on twitter i am on twitter at move underscore left and as always i'm on twitter at bike slutty yep we'll see you next week